What's up, y'all? Fancy Daydreamers here. Make sure to check out our FanDuel contest. That way you can compete with us for a nice bragging right prize. Producer Ian, hit it. What's up? What's good? It's your boy, Big Gain, your host, JJ, and this is the Fantasy Daydreamers Podcast. With me today, I have Keone. Hello, everybody. You know me from the various internet web things, such as this and others related to this, including the Twitter. So follow me there at Daydreamer Keone. And Aaron, I'll let you catch your breath a little bit after doing that intro, but... Per- Producer, I'm always giving you that producer title. Intern Aaron is here. What up, y'all? You can check me out on Twitter at AJC underscore Daydreamers for (laughs) bi-weekly articles. (laughs) And, um, yeah. Yeah, and you guys can follow me at JJ Daydreamers on Twitter. You guys can also follow our show at FF Daydreamers. That's where you guys can find that FanDuel link that Aaron was talking about. Today, we have some news to go over. We have heads in the clouds players and some nightmares to go over. So let's get into the news. Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray will be a game time decision. Banged up with an ankle injury. How are you guys feeling about Kyler this week? If there are other options that you could pivot to, like if you have maybe a Carson Wentz. Well, actually, I guess I take the back because you cannot pivot to Carson Wentz because Carson Wentz is playing on Thursday. Yes. So... Yeah, if you have another option available that you are confident in, maybe a Kirk Cousins, um, that may be better than kind of sweating it out like you did last week with Dak Prescott. So Joe Burrow? You playing Joe Burrow against Cleveland? I would be starting Joe Burrow if I had um, Kyler. Yeah, I, I think that knowing you're getting something is better than hoping that he comes out and plays. And not only that he plays, but that he plays – well enough to produce for you because most of the time what we see with these guys that are injured is they're not going to be out there scrambling running around they're trying to avoid taking hits which is a big part of kyler's game even if he hasn't put it on full display this year what about what about jordan love oh man because if you guys didn't hear quarterback aaron Rodgers was placed on covid19 reserve list he will miss sunday's game which means jordan love will get the start for green bay are you guys at all interested in jordan love no like I, I really dropped like Alan Lazard a lot because oh. of this. Maybe if, like Devontae Adams, not as much, okay. but Alan Lazard for sure. Because I'm just I we haven't seen Jordan Love this season, so it's like we have no or idea. Or ever, or I, yeah, or ever. So it's uh, I was like, and I added uh, Alan Lazard this week, and I'm kind of mad. Yeah, but uh, still, it's it's a little concerning because you're just because you it's you never know. You don't you we have no sample data to go off of. Yeah, and I just think, um, I know the Bears defense doesn't, if you check the box scores, it doesn't look like they've been playing better on defense, um, but I think that this uh, defense is getting a little healthier and they're starting to play a little better. Bears. Yeah, so I think that um, it might be a tougher matchup for uh, Green Bay. Green Bay plays at Kansas City, right? Was I? Yeah, you're you're on the wrong week. Oh, I was... (laughs) That's what it was. I was looking at uh, the previous stuff from yeah. the live stream, checking the um, 
That's all right. Trade deadline. Green Bay plays at Kansas City, which is not a very good defense. So I don't. I I think I agree with Keone dropping dropping Alan Lazard. Uh, MVS might be back this week. I'm not playing him or Lazard and Devontae Adams. You have to play him. There's no getting around that. Raiders cut wide receiver Henry Ruggs after he was involved in a high speed accident. Uh, Terrible. Yeah. Like, like bad news. Just just all around. Uh, Hope the best for, you know, the families of, you know, the victim. And uh, don't do that. There's no excuse to drink and drive. Literally no excuse. So, I mean, if you're feeling like in a space that you you need to do that or it's a problem, seek help. Seek professional help. Because don't let it hurt you or especially other people. Do not let it get to this point. So, there. All right, Giants running back Saquon Barkley was placed on the COVID-19 reserve list. He has not played the last few weeks due to injury. Now he is placed on the COVID-19 list. Just a rough season if you are the Saquon Barkley manager, right? I, I think you've maybe already moved on to, to Devontae Booker or somebody else at this point. But I'm, I don't think they're not in a place to where I think if he comes back, it's going to be a huge deal for your, your team. Yeah, I don't think that um, maybe like with some of the other guys we see that might be coming back from IR, I don't know if Saquon is one that I would be starting immediately off the injury um, and if he clears protocol. But you're still holding on to him? Yeah, I mean, he, he looked good up in the... He didn't look good the first couple of weeks, which, you know, was kind of to be expected. Um, but then the two weeks before his injury, he was, you know, top 15, top 20 guy. Mm-hmm. I think he's still going to get there, but I don't expect it to be... Right away. I think it's going to be kind of like the start of his season where it may take a couple weeks to get him up in full speed. Yeah, I agree with that. Jets wide receiver Corey Davis is doubtful for tonight's game. You guys avoiding starting him against the Colts? Yeah, I mean, he's probably not in your lineup. Uh, if you had a good, another option there, um, I would say maybe Jameson Crowder might be somebody that you could target. Um, so, yeah, I don't think Corey Davis is going to offer much uh, playing or not playing this week. Yeah, go with, I mean, if you have to, go with Jamison Crowder because he's, I think he's not necessarily better, but I like him more than Corey Davis on this team, and I talked about him in the previous podcast. So yeah, you did. A couple guys designated to come off the IR, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, both guys, they've been activated to come off the IR, which means the team has 21 days to bring them back onto the team or send them on IR for the rest of the season. So it's just going to be a wait and see. We've had a few guys. MVS was designated to come back last week. He did not play. I mean, it's just going to be a wait-and-see thing for Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle, right? Yes, and although if you do see that they are playing, would you, would you start them? Christian McCaffrey, for sure, yeah. And George Kittle, yes. Against Arizona, that's going to be a pretty good game, I think. Uh, I'm trying to start a lot of people in that game, actually. Yeah, I mean, McCaffrey, I think... Once he's back, you're you're putting him in your lineup. You're not waiting to see it. Um, you might get burned by it, but you know it is what it is. And I also put up 32 points. So. Exactly. And Kittle, I think it's uh, position specific there for this go. one. Yeah. It is. There are very few tight ends that I would trust over him, uh, healthy or not healthy. And I think that if he is back on the field at whatever percentage of health he's at, he is somebody that I'm uh, starting if I have him on my roster. And then our last little bit of news, Michael Thomas 
has officially ended his season. He had a little setback with his ankle injury. He will not play in 2021. So, yeah, you can go ahead and move on from Michael Thomas. I already have. Don't need to have no don't need to hold him on your IR or anything. He's he's done for for the season. Definitely not making that late playoff fantasy playoff run. <laughs> no. <laughs> Shout out Ryan. That'll do it for today's news. Let's move on to our heads in the cloud. Head in the clouds. Who do you guys have your heads in the clouds about for week nine? I could go I could go with my first one first because I already talked about Elijah Mitchell, running back for the San Francisco 49ers, I already talked about they are playing the Arizona Cardinals this week. I think this is going to be a hard-fought game. Elijah Mitchell is the running back 20 on the season. If you're looking at fantasy points per game, he did miss a couple weeks. He is a little banged up, but in his last two games, through being banged up, he's gotten 18 carries and over 100 yards in each game, and he's gotten into the end zone in each game. Elijah Mitchell seems to be Kyle Shanahan's running back of choice. And Brian already talked about it on the podcast a few episodes ago. If we knew who Kyle Shanahan's number one running back would be, wouldn't we all want it? And right now it seems to be Elijah Mitchell. Like I said, they're going against the Cardinals. Cardinals without Kyler Murray, I think the 49ers could keep this a closer game than people expect. Elijah Mitchell is pretty good on passing downs, but he can definitely run the ball hard. So I think, uh, yeah, start up Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, I mean, I agree. He's a, He played through the monsoon two weeks ago on uh, Sunday night, and I don't think there's anything else we kind of really need to see from him except him out on the field. Yeah, just hopefully Kyle Shanahan doesn't bring in another running back to destroy his work. Yeah. That's that's pretty much the only thing holding him back. Yeah. All right, I'm going to hop in here next. Uh, my head-in-the-cloud player is Boston Scott running back for the Philadelphia Eagles. Ryan wasn't on the podcast today, so somebody had to shout out an eagle. Um, but realistically, uh, the, they're playing the Chargers this week. The Chargers are the worst run defense uh, based on yards per game. Thankfully, they've played one fewer game than the other worst defense, so not technically dead last. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Um, Scott was running Shout back nine. Out. Yep, He was uh, running back nine last week on a 45% snap count. I think that this... It's going to go up because I don't think they're going to be beating the Chargers um, as handily as they were beating the Lions last week. So we're not going to see um, a lot of really late garbage time or just even them not being on the field. So I think that he's going to be in that 60 to 70% range of touches, um, and we'll probably see a few more end zone looks as well. So Yeah, hopefully Jordan Howard doesn't sneak in two touchdowns. Mm. Please keep this man off the field. Put him on the practice squad. Put him, cut him from the roster. <laughs> I, I tried before this season. I tried to say he was going to get cut. It didn't happen. <sighs> yeah. And hopefully he takes a lot of those um, Jalen Hurts red zone like touches because I'm sick and tired of seeing Jalen Hurts get garbage time, two touchdowns Garb- on the ground. Playing selfish football, yeah. taking him in. Like, who does he think he is? Tom Brady? <laughs> you haven't earned that. Yeah. Come on. Um, somebody. Okay. So my head in the clouds guy is Hunter Renfro. Given unfortunate recent events, Hunter Renfro is probably the number one wide receiver there. And I know um, Darren Waller, but he's a tight end. So he is technically probably the number one wide receiver. Loophole. Yes. Uh, So there's going to be less competition in the passing game. And we've seen that Derek Carr can throw the ball a lot, seeing as I think he has the third amount of, or as a 
as of last week, before these past games, he had the third amount of uh, passing yards. And I think I also saw a fun fact where Derek Carr has two games of 90-plus completion percentage. And in the history of the NFL, only one other person has, like, has one. Or, like, there's only one person that has, has done that once. So as much as I said Derek Carr is not an accurate passer, mm-hmm. I guess that sort of um, makes me wrong to an extent. Uh, so, yeah, I think they're passing the ball a lot. And so there's going to be a lot, of, a lot of yards going towards Hunter Renfro. Uh, he'll get more targets, seeing, and he has already had average seven targets a game. And they're facing a Giants that ranked 20 seconds against the wide receiver position. So this is a great chance for him to be like, hey, I definitely am the number one wide receiver. And I think he's going to be stuck in the end zone. So he's going to be hunting touchdowns. <laughs> That's all he needs. I like that. I like that. Um, Brian Edwards is there. He's their deep ball guy. Hunter Renfro is going to get peppered with targets all day, all night. He's just a PPR uh, machine. And I'm actually wondering how how much is he rostered? Because you guys should go pick up Hunter Renfro if, if he's out there. Or maybe trade for him. Or trade for him. All right. My next heads in the clouds player, again, Christian Kirk from the Arizona Cardinals. Going against the San Francisco 49ers, this is going to be a good game. A.J. Green was placed on the reserve COVID list. A.J. Green has gotten six targets in the last four games, of each of the last four games. Now, Christian Kirk will not get six or more targets or all of all six of those targets, but he will be the wide receiver two on this team now. Kyler is banged up. He's going to be questionable, might not play on Sunday. I think... The Arizona Cardinals are going to have to throw to say in the, or to throw to be in this game, and they're going to have to get the ball out of Kyler or whoever the quarterback's hands is quick. And so I think Christian Kirk could get a lot of targets. He has a chance to get in the end zone, as always. So yeah, I'll, I'd start up Christian Kirk. Yep, and then real quick on your question about uh, Hunter, Hunter Renfro, Renfro, he is sixty-one percent rostered. So he's out there in ESPN leagues, um, and then. He's currently also uh, wide receiver 37 on the air, so not exactly you know high end, but you will see a bump in targets and more consistent targets. Yeah, solid flex play, and he's out there if you want to go look for him. Yep. All right, my second heads in the cloud player is Miles Gaskin. All right, the guess. We have been on a bit of a roller coaster here with uh, Miles Gaskin. Trust me, I know, but the Dolphins are playing the Texans this week. Garbage. Thank you. Both of these teams are garbage. Therefore, this should be a close matchup. Miles Gaskin has been involved in close matchups. Malcolm Brown went on the IR. He should see a good amount of targets and a good amount of runs, too. He's been on the field for 60% of the team's snaps over the last two games, both of those games with Malcolm Brown being active. So I think that he's going to be in line for that exact same workload. Um, and in a game where the Dolphins won't be in, hopefully, uh, pass-happy catch-up mode, uh, he should see more consistent targets. I sure. I personally can't trust him because of I, like yeah. the Jacksonville game he had, but I understand he can go off. So there's always that possibility. Yes, this is not a this is uh, this is one of our famous um, just if you have to put him in there and don't watch it. Mm. It's not going to be pretty, um, but he will produce. So. Fair enough. Hopefully. So my number two is tight end Kyler Tyler Conklin and of the Minnesota Vikings. 
They're facing Baltimore this week, who is the worst defense against tight ends. And Conklin has averaged around five targets per game, which is a decent number for a tight end for like a middle eight or a middle round tight end. And I just think he's primed to get in the end zone, especially against the worst uh, tight end defense. And I think if he gets in the end zone, he's putting up numbers to where, like, when he doesn't get in the end zone, it's around eight or so points, which is a decent game. But if he gets in the end zone, that's a top five finish, I think, which is kind of says a lot about the tight end position. But that's basically what we've been saying all season. Yeah. But I think he can do that, especially given this matchup. And when he's done that before, he's gotten a, a around 15 points in fantasy, depending on your scoring. And I think that's going to happen again this week. And that's why I have him like as a top five tight end this week. Nice. I actually do like that, too, just because, yeah, Baltimore's defense does not play well against the tight end. All right, that'll do it for our heads in the clouds, players. Let's move on to some nightmares for week nine. Can you tell me about a nightmare you've had? All right, who is a nightmare for you in week nine? Uh, I will say, because I know a lot of us talked about him for, or talked about him slash them for the waiver wire, which you should... Do like do that. Still listen to that advice. However, I think this is potentially a trap game for Jeremy McNichols and Adrian Peterson. So don't get suckered in by the absence of King Henry, because as of right now, McNichols and Peterson are princes or dukes at best. Uh, um, Adrian Peterson hasn't played in a, a while. Uh, Definitely, like, we know this not this season. So it's been at least the off season to now. So it's been a decent amount of time since he's played. And McNichols is basically the passing down back. And against this even more stacked front with Von Miller being added, they're scary, scary. So I think this is a wait and see game for McNichols and Adrian Peterson. Like, good that you got them off the waiver wire, but wait, wait this game. See what they do against a really tough defense and... See, like, pay attention. If you like it, then go go from there. And if you don't, then you know what to do moving forward. But this week, do not play them, I don't think. I think if you like it, then you could start them. Because if you like it against the Rams front, then yeah, they exactly, must be exactly. playing pretty good. It's a good sign. Yeah. Um, and if – this is just me, but if you have to start one of them, I'm starting McNichols. Because yes. AP has missed so much. He did play last year, but he hasn't played this year. And McNichols, like you said, is the receiving downs back. So I think that they will be behind. They will have to dump the ball off at least a little bit. So McNichols over Peterson, but I agree with you. I don't want to play either of them this week. But, yeah, thank you for that clarification because, yes, McNichols over Peterson. Yeah, My nightmare player is along the same lines, Carlos Hyde. Yeah, we said to pick up Carlos Hyde. Uh, James Robinson is hurt. He's day-to-day. Carlos Hyde should come in and get a majority of the touches, but Hyde is also limited and has been limited this week in practice, did not practice on Wednesday. They play the Bills, too, who has given up the least amount of fantasy points to the running back position. Again, just someone who, you know, you lost James Robinson, and so you had to pick up Carlos Hyde to hopefully fill in, and this is not the game that I want to fill in with Carlos Hyde, especially if he's a little bit banged up, too. And I'm going to piggyback on that because um, part of my nightmares are Jacksonville running backs in general. Okay. Yes, uh, James Robinson is expected, quote unquote, to play, but I don't know if I would play him even if he was fully healthy in this matchup. I think this is a 
absolute blowout. We have seen the Bills destroy bad teams and do it efficiently. Uh, their defense is playing significantly better this year than they had last year. They're currently third in rush defense for yards allowed. Um, and if this game is a blowout like most of us would expect it to be, um, we're not going to see a lot of targets to the running backs. Uh, they're going to have to be forcing the ball down the field, which is probably going to eliminate any chance of um, late fantasy points for Robinson or Hyde or Jamal Agnew or whoever Urban Meyer wants to throw out there. So I think this whole uh, running offense for the Jags is a, a nightmare this week. Yeah, I, Robinson's fall, fell out of my top 24 for this week. And likewise, for me, on um, another kind of trap game is Justin Fields. And this is all contingent on whether Matt Nagy is the coach <laughs> or not. I tried looking it up. I couldn't find anything. No saying, new information has come out. Saying definitively whether Matt Nagy is going to be the coach or not. So I... I'm going to assume he's going to be the coach, even though I really liked Jane Lynch as the coach. And I think his name is Tabor or Tabor or something, however you pronounce it. I, I'm sorry, you look like Jane Lynch, but you did a you did a great job coaching, even though you lost. But still, you utilize Justin Fields well. You know who doesn't? Matt Nagy. So, like I said, he needs to be fired. And if Matt Nagy plays, I think Justin Fields unfortunately gets put back in that box of just of regression and not being utilized the way he needs to be. So that team is going to suffer. And yeah, I, he had his best game and I feel it's going to go away from that. It's going to stay his best game. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's going to stay his best game. And until, you know, hopefully like black, black Monday comes sooner than later for Matt Nagy. But I feel like it's, he's going to be fired at the end of the season and not yeah. now. So it's on the horizon. I think yeah. we can only hope. Yeah. My second nightmare player is Marquez Callaway going against the Atlanta Falcons this week. The Saints, the Saints offense, I feel like it's going to struggle, especially the wide receivers without a throwing quarterback in Jameis Winston. Sean Payton knows what his players do best, and he runs his offense off of what his players do best. I don't know if it'll be Taysom Hill this week. But even if it's not Taysom Hill, Trevor Simeon is not the greatest quarterback we've seen him. Whenever teams have, whenever teams know Trevor Simeon is going to play, they can scheme against Trevor Simeon. I think Atlanta, while they are a terrible defense, they can beat Trevor Simeon. I think Alvin Kamara has a pretty good game. This might be a game that you want to start, Marquez Callaway. I'm saying don't start him. I just, I just don't trust this Saints offense other than AK. Yeah, I mean, and we saw last year the results of the Taysom Hill experiment, and it's a lot of running yards. Yes. And a it, lot oh, of, if it's Taysom Hill, I'm for sure do not start Mar Marquez Callaway because he's not going to throw the ball down the field, and that's yeah, what Marquez like, Callaway does. We saw Michael Thomas last year struggle with ta with Taysom Hill, who is a Michael Thomas is a glorious yeah the year, slant runner. Yes. The year before <laughs> and that, they could like, not get it to him. He set records, or he had the most like receptions or whatever. Yeah, and and there's a reason that Trevor Simeon is a third string quarterback. Yes. So, yeah, I totally agree with this. All right. My last nightmare, Devontae Adams. Now, this is not a do not start. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. This is not do not start Devontae Adams. This is I don't trust Jordan Love mm. one bit. No. Not one bit. I agree. We don't trust him. We don't know who's going to be active for the Packers. 
they're in, in the midst of an outbreak. We don't know who does or does not have COVID in that building. We don't know who will be ready to go by Sunday. And Devontae Adams is coming off the COVID list. Whether or not he know. had it, he hasn't practiced. Yeah, we don't even know who's vaccinated, apparently, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. yeah. He's immunized, though. So we just have we have less clarity on this situation than we would have for most. You have to start him if he is active, but my expectations are that he finishes outside of the top 20 for wide receivers if he plays. So just temper the expectations and uh, maybe – throw a few more yeah. high-end players in your lineup the if you're starting Devontae Adams. Aaron Classic, start him up and don't look at the score yep. the whole day. Yeah. That is, that is classic Aaron right there. <laughs> That's what I do for most of my teams. <laughs> All right. That'll do it for our nightmares. Keone, you said you had a little bit of a trade talk to discuss. Yeah. So uh, somebody to – a friend. Oh, okay, a friend. Uh-huh. They came to me, and, you know, with this um, recent developments, they were thinking about a trade. And so they would be trading Cortland Sutton and Damian Harris for DeAndre Swift and Hunter Renfro. Okay. So. Do you think that is advisable? They should back away from that. Damian Harris and Cortland Sutton for DeAndre Swift and Hunter Renfro. Yes. And they're covered in the bye week because of DeAndre Swift. So this friend of yours, Mm -hmm. they would be receiving DeAndre Swift and Hunter Hunter Renfro. Correct. I think it's a pretty fair trade on both ends. I agree DeAndre Swift is a little bit better than Damian Harris, but Damian Harris, I mean, having a back that can just – fill in at any time like Damian Harris can just being that RB that solid RB2 on your team man that has been nice all year long while DeAndre Swift has been really good has had a lot of booms he's great for PPR but then you see him last week only get five points which kind of hurts Cortland Sutton they're getting Jerry Judy back in Denver he's gonna definitely take away from Cortland Sutton I think Cortland Sutton has played really well all season. Man. And then you got this is that's that's pretty good trade. I think that's pretty good. I think I slightly lean on the Cortland Sutton Damian Harris side though. So I'm a little bit on the other end because while I do agree that um Damian Harris has been more consistent, it is a Patriots running back. So we do tend to see a little more fluctuation in playing time. All it takes is one fumble, and he's out for the rest of the game. Now, that can be most players, but the Patriots are well-known for honoring that regardless of who it is. So there's a little more uh, risk with his playing time, I would say. Um, And whenever a trade like this is uh, seemingly fair and pretty close, I tend to go with who's getting the best player in the deal. And I think that DeAndre DeAndre Swift is the best player. So I would... I would go with that end. Um, as well as we don't know what the Broncos' plans are for the second half of the season. They traded Von Miller, and uh, there was Melvin Gordon rumors flying around. Um, so I think that we may see uh, a little bit of a Drew Locke in the second half more than we expected if this uh, team does don't not. Don't do that to me. I, <laughs> I'm just saying, if this Doing team that. comes out and loses three out of four, four out of five, they need to figure out what they have in Drew Locke. They know what they got in Teddy Bridgewater. 
They know what they got in Drew Locke too. <laughs> they they do, but like it you need yeah. you need to make sure you know what you got. You had one year, you had last year, and it he was not prepared for it, clearly, but I think that if they start losing a few games here, that we could see the turnover and that's gonna greatly affect every Broncos player, but especially Corden Sutton. Yeah, especially the pass catchers. All of them. Um yeah, I agree. DeAndre Swift is the best player in that trade. Uh, so if you if that's how you look at it, then yeah, go with DeAndre Swift and the consistency of Cortland Sutton and Damian Harris. I just barely picked that side. Okay, yeah. I will. I will let them know. It's a pretty good trade. Uh, that'll do it for today's podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Remember, go like and subscribe wherever you guys are getting these podcasts. Apple Spot, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Anywhere, I don't know where else you guys get podcasts. Uh, <laughs> you guys can uh, get all of our content on our website, fantasydaydreamers.com. We also have an Instagram and Twitter. You guys can follow us on there. We post a lot of content on there. That's where you guys can find the link, like we said, to the FanDuel. Come play with us on FanDuel. You guys can follow us on those at FFDaydreamers. You guys got anything to plug? Um, s- support us in any way you can. This, the the giving season is coming up, <laughs> so you know. Tell a friend. Yes. Telling friends really really helps. Yes. Leaving those five star reviews also really helps. Even if it's just following us on Twitch. Yes, follow us on Twitch. We're here Mondays and Wednesday nights, doing these live streams, recording these podcasts live. So if you guys want to see the behind the scenes of the fantasy daydreamers, yeah, follow us on Twitch. It also allows us to be more interactive once we hit a certain milestone so it can be a better show for you. Other than that, uh, stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Nom, 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 nom.